Walk out the door, you see someone that you know, and they ask you how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine. Yeah. Okay. really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand hello you're listening to you okay hun a weekly advice podcast i'm your host creator and patent holder of big boys comfy but snuggly briefs a new underwear innovation for men with little dicks and large disgusting asses dave (laughs) and i am (laughs) and i am mona lisa Golden Girl, Grim Reaper. And we're going to combine our years of experience, listening to people complain, and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems, and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness, and guide us to a workable solution, or at least that's how it is supposed to work. Uh-huh. We need you to submit problems. We want to be answering your problems with our trademark flair, and we know you're listening. To submit, you can tweet or email us. That's at UOKHunPodcast on Twitter and UOKHunPodcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to stay utterly 100% anonymous, please visit CuriousCat.me slash UOKHun. Finally, if you're listening and enjoying, please subscribe for weekly episodes. And please drop us a review on iTunes. Every review helps us look really cool in front of our friends and helps us grow. I should probably do that whole thing again, right? <laughs> no, it's fine. That was fine. How are you? Good, how are you? Um, I just noticed that... So, again, our constant surprise guest on the podcast is always one of our cats, Berbatov. Yes. And he just fucking sleeps in the stupid pipe on the radiator completely soundly like 24 hours a day and then the second we start doing this he's just like stretching getting up so be prepared for that so if anyone heard a little plop pretty much as soon as we started talking that was him getting out the pipe which he's been in for the last hour and a half without getting up and he just loves to meow because you know what bengals are really annoying chatty cats and he's just gonna come and meow and just you know just ruin life so Mm -hmm. that's that (laughs) How was your week? Great. My week was great. Do you have anything you want to bring to the table before we start podcasting? Because, you know, normally we don't really plan this bit. We just kind of talk. And it normally is like 10 minutes. But then I just realised there that I don't think we've got anything to talk about. We had Richard last week. Yeah, we did. Our first of all, double double episode. Double episode. And also our longest guest. Not in terms of how long he was on the podcast, but how long he is physically. <laughs> right, he is a very long... He's a very long he's boy. He's a long boy. He's a big long boy. Um, yeah, I was kind of nerve-wracking putting that out, because it was kind of... It got a bit intense at parts. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was his actual counsellor at parts. Yeah. Which, you know, I'm yeah. not a counsellor. I just play one on TV. Well, that's what, um, that's what it says in the intro. No formal qualifications. <laughs> none, none whatsoever. Just really, we're just really nosy, to be honest. We're just nosy people. I like to think of myself as someone that gives great advice, but, you know, can't take any of my own advice. Like, my life is a complete shambles shit show. Yeah. I just think I give good advice to other people about their problems. It's probably a way of displacing, so I don't deal with my own shit. I just Mm. deal with the other people's shit. And I've taken that to, like, a really extreme level by, like, starting a podcast about giving advice to strangers. I, on the other hand, give great advice. And to take advice equally well, because I am perfect. Mm. A perfect human being. Mm. 
So thank you very much to Rich for coming on last week, and also welcome to our new listeners who are fans of Abandoned Ship, because he plugged this on his social media, and we got some listens. Oh, shit, we're over 2,000 listens now. Yeah, that was really good. Yay, My thanks. goal is 10,000. 10,000 for the year, so if, uh, if anyone's listening to this and wants to listen to this 10,000 times... <laughs> That would be, be good. We'd be making our dreams come true. And that but would be I am really surprised at how many people are listening. Because to be honest, I thought maybe like five people would listen and we would know those people. But the fact that there's more than that. Hello, strangers. Hello, strangers. Please submit us problems. And su- really surprisingly, mm. no one has at any time commented on not understanding our Scottish accents. Yeah, that's actually a good point. We have some global listeners and... To this date, no one has complained that they can't make out what we're saying. And, you know, my sister was just moaning the other day that people in her work, she lives in Dublin, keep saying, oh, we don't understand your accent. Not well, just her work, just not, I just, people just, she knows. It's another Celtic nation. I mean, I think like it's probably the closest approximation of the Scottish accent. Yeah, they don't get her. And she talks like the Queen, let's be honest. Well, no, apparently she heard herself recorded. Even though I've been telling her this for years, that because we're twins... Even though we don't sound or speak alike in real life, but when you hear my voice recorded, it sounds like her. But she wouldn't believe this because she, you know, like thinks she's better than me or whatever. <laughs> Hi, Christy. And she, Christy is actually a huge fan of the show. So hey, what's up, Christy? So yeah, Shout but she heard, she heard herself and thought that she sounded like me. Chilled well, her to the bone. <laughs> it would do, wouldn't it? Right. That's 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 it. But yeah, I'm really surprised no one's commented on that. Which I I'm really happy for. Don't start commenting on that now. Or you can if you want. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, there's nothing right. we could do about it. One what I'm most surprised about is that we've not had any hate. Where's the hate, guys? I want death threats. I've mm. talked about this before. Yeah, well, yeah. And well, someone did comment to me that I tell people to kill themselves a lot. Sound advice? What's <laughs> well, the problem which, here? If you, I say that a lot. Yeah. I, I'm partly to deal with my own suicidal tendencies and partly also I'm just a huge drama queen and I like to say <laughs> things like that and I get that I don't want to trigger anyone but you know at the same time you're not my real dad you can't tell me how to talk <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday so, and I'll tell you to kill myself if I want to pretty much so I mean I have yeah that 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 someone has said that, to, that, that I do that but you know at the same time I feel like every time I've said that that person really should just kill themselves I, I know I definitely said it about Harvey Weinstein which let's yeah, face come it on. we'd all be pretty happy if that happened yeah so that'd be a, completely that'd be a pretty big win so I feel that was all justified and then what surprises me about the lack of hate so far is that okay I mean Obviously, you know, I am a hetero, cis, white, mm. shitlord man, right? And the internet is my domain. But you are a woman putting something creative and opinions on the internet. And 2,000 people have listened to it. And no one's told you to kill yourself or sent you mm. rape threats yet. That's Which true. is really surprising. That is true. You're a woman expressing yourself publicly. That's, you know, you've got a fucking big target on your back. That is true. It's only a matter of time. I mean, yeah, that's true. I'm not okay with that, but I can handle it. Okay. I can handle it. As long as no old men try and headbutt me again, I will be fine. Well, I can't promise that. Yeah, that's true. The bigger you get, the more likely that it's going to be like a queue of old men waiting around the block to headbutt you because they've heard it's such a gas. The bigger I get? Like, not, the fatter not I get? Physic- not I physically. Not physically. No, hey, whoa. <laughs> I meant in terms of audience. Ah, right, got it. My God. Got it. Is that where we're going to go this week? <laughs> yeah. Is that how this is going to go? Yeah. Good God. Should we uh, 
dip it in the, the mailbag. Yeah, get some problems in the mailbag. Yeah. Move really far away from that conversation. Yeah, let's do it. Let's Great do stuff. it. Okay. Uh, so, right, okay. You have to excuse me if this is a bit poorly translated because I'm quite rusty on my hieroglyphics. <laughs> uh, this is from the archives. Okay. Um, and it's, it's very old. Very old bit of parchment here. You ready? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> here we go. Hello, ancient relatives of Dave and Lisa, who are also agony ants for some reason. <laughs> it's not easy being on top of the world's most amazing ancient civilization, especially under these circumstances. It all started when I met my husband. When I first laid eyes on him at the ripe age of 12, I knew we were destined to be together. Sure, he was my half-brother, and sure, it is tradition for me to marry in the family in some weird misguided attempt to keep the bloodline pure by incestuously marrying a child of one of my father's lesser wives. But despite all these disturbing, regressive coincidences, I knew we were a match made in heaven. As I was the only child born to the king and his principal wife, because of course when a man has many wives, he should pick a quote-unquote best one. A top bitch, if you will. I was to be queen. Unfortunately, 15 years into my dutiful husband's glorious reign, he tragically passed away. Presumably due to a common cold, or whooping cough, or some other random old-timey gross disease that could have been treated by a paracetamol and a cup of tea. This left me in quite a bind as we only had a daughter together, and everyone knows women can't be in charge as they are too busy having their periods and shopping. (laughs) Thankfully, we have our traditions for a reason, and my husband had the foresight to get one of his concubines knocked up with a healthy baby boy, something I could not have been any happier about. And he was in line for the throne. As an infant, however, when the High Council asked for his input on matters of state, he seemed to favour the eat a rusk and shit his nappy <laughs> approach, so it was clear I had to step in. And step in I did. I took the reins of our nation as de facto pharaoh, and instead of focusing on traditional masculine pastimes, such as conquering other lands and talking about who's got the biggest dick, I focused on our economic prosperity at home and building and restoring monuments to our great civilization. I'm sure my name will be the first that comes to mind in future generations when talking about the greatness of Egypt, but herein lies the problem, my stepson. As his queen, pharaoh and authority figure, I would have thought he'd be happy that I unburdened him of his role at such a young, incapable age and led our kingdom to glory. But if I'm being totally honest, he's acting like a complete now, I can't translate this hieroglyph. It's like a hand and it's kind of mockingly shaking what looks like a sausage or an eggplant. <laughs> Am I being paranoid? I've done so much for him in our country. Could he still be so annoyed just because I'm a woman? I'm sure he secretly loves me and I would be devastated if anything were to happen. Anyway, I better go. My servants are coming to help me administer a very helpful ointment to my rash. It's made of snake venom, crushed scorpion, lead, and poison. Very healthy. Yours, Hapshepsut, the fifth pharaoh of the 18th dynasty of Egypt. Awesome. Oh. Oh, shit. Don't ask me to cite anything from that letter because it has literally just crumbled in my hands. Top bitch. It was very old. Top bitch. (laughs) Top bitch. The pharaoh's top bitch. I'm no. allowed to say that. Yeah, it's okay you are. for me to say that. You told me as a woman. You you spoke, <laughs> you spoke to all the other women, and you all said it was fine for me to say bitch. So I'm just gonna keep doing it. <laughs> oh. My God, I just realised I'm wearing my shirt inside out. <laughs> 
I wonder why the caller was being so, like, annoying. Like, <laughs> there is actually the perfect, perfect summing up of Dave as a fucking human being. My shirt's inside out, guys. He's <laughs> a garbage man that he is. Yeah. You've been wearing that for such a long time. I know, like, seven big words, but my shirt's inside out. So, again, it evens out. Okay, the only thing I'm really worried about with this problem is not one, that it's, it's amazing, but two, it's just pronouncing her name. Because even though I am such a fan of hers, and now I've overthought the pronunciation of her name, I feel like I can't say it. Hatshepsut. I don't think you pronounce the hap, I think it's just Hatshepsut. Hatshepsut, yeah, I think Hatshepsut. that's Hatshepsut. I watched a YouTube video yeah. talking about pronouncing her name. Okay. But I don't really remember what he said. I think I just looked at it and went like, yeah, I'm a like, man. I know, I'm a man. I'm right. Of course I'm right. Up. And it's like, you're like, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. So iconic. Now, I feel like this is the one thing, the time that we talk about a problem that we might need to give a slight, small, brief overview of who this person was. Well, I think we should be doing that for our, you know, our letters from the archive, which are definitely from people. Yeah. But people, maybe we've done our research and maybe we need to explain to people who they were. So Lisa... You're a resident historian slash anthropologist. That is true. That is true. Please take it away. Okay, so, yeah. As I say, Queen, 18th Dynasty. The best dynasty. Came to power around 1479 BC when her husband, Tutmos II, kicked the bucket. And like you said, was also the half-brother. I mean, it's so fucked up. The weird, like, in reality, like... I mean, they must have been monsters. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, I wonder if they'll die when they're 30. Right? I mean, that's actually a bit of a misconception. They did. He died when he was young, though. Well, he did, but not yeah, so everyone did. So I'm correct. I'm proven. I'm validated. Yeah, so I think she's around the second confirmed female pharaoh. Confirmed obviously means that we have proof. Because as we will find out in Hatepshut's story, the confirmation is a real problem here because, you know... As we find out in this bitch's story, people really, men really like to just wipe female achievement off the map. Yep. Um. Yeah. So I edit you out of every episode of this podcast. It's literally <laughs> just me. I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't listen know. to it. Yeah. I mean, okay. Disclosure: I don't listen back to this because who wants to hear themselves talk? Um. Yeah. She's also known as the first great woman of history, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, that's a really baller title. Yep. But let's face it: as women, we should really. You know, oh, should I start a cult to her? No idea. Mental, mental New memory, idea. Bank, memory bank there. Great, that's it. I've always been looking for my cult, my like, my situation. An ancient Egyptian death well, cult. Well, no, I've been looking around. I feel like cults, really good cults, need a focus, you know? And I'm not really into aliens, and I can't be like, oh, they're, you know, they're coming for us or whatever. What's the end goal? Is it like resurrecting her? No, we just worship her, and then, you know. Can you give it like a badass name, like Eye of Ra? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> sure. So she's known as one of the great builders of the ancient world. And part of that was because like a pharaoh's greatness was measured in how many monuments they built. Um so the she was like built. Well, this is actually something really interesting about her. There's no evidence, there's this great massive quarry that a huge amount of this is a really significant site because this quarry, basically so much of the ancient world was built by this one quarry mm. and it was actually thought it was owned by her son, the Third, her stepson. But actually new evidence has actually proven that it was owned by her and he just kind of came in after her and tried to cover it all up. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, in this quarry, it was a whole civilization. They had temples, they had places like homes and stuff for the people that worked there. They also had burial grounds for the people that worked there. 
temples, everything. It was actually a civilization, so there was less... I'm not saying they weren't slaves, or I'm not saying there weren't slaves on her reign. It was just less slave-like. More indentured servitude. Yes, pretty that's much. Not, that's not bad for 1500 BC. Well, I mean, let, let, let's face it, a perfect world, no slaves. But, like, you know, we can't. I can't change the past. I can't change the past, okay? <laughs> can't. Yeah, she was a, ma- a major contributor to a place called Karnak, and it's like mm-hmm. a collection of temples, and mm-hmm. it is fucking huge. All dedicated to Egyptian gods. Yep. She actually built twin obelisks. Oh, yeah, I heard that she'd built a giant obelisks. Well, technically there was obelisks. two, but one got knocked obelisks. down. But it was uh, currently when they were built was the largest thing, highest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, so, so the tallest building in the world. And now only one of them's erect. Nice. And it's still the tallest surviving ancient obelisk. Nice. Um, Wait, so how do you say it? Obelisk. Obelisk. I've never said that out loud before. Well, now you're making me doubt that I'm not saying it right. No, I think you are. I think I'm thinking. Remember the comic Asterix? Ah, right. Asterix and Obelix. Ah, <laughs> uh, what is that? Ar- Asterix and Obelix. Uh, yeah. Obelix was the guy in an Asterix. But no, I don't think that's what it was called. Now I've made me doubt it. No, oh, it's God. an Obelix. It's definitely an Obelix. Oh God, I'm going to be, I'm going to be like Obelisk shamed. <laughs> no, no. Oh no. Any Obelix experts? So, the, but this. the real important thing with Hatshepsut was that she wasn't just a queen, but a pharaoh. Now I don't know if people are like down on their ancient Egypt's knowledge, but a pharaoh wasn't just a, a ruler; they were actually a god, mm-hmm. and so. That kind of was her making herself not a queen but a pharaoh. She was really just like saying, I am the the baddest bitch in town. Yep. She would even wear pharaoh's clothes, which were generally kind of male gendered, and she even wore a fake beard. Now, I actually read something interesting about that when I was writing the letter. Mm-hmm. So there is... That Wait, is you wrote the letter? <laughs> when I was uh, translating the letter from got, the hieroglyphics. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Obviously, that's uh-huh. what I meant, Lisa. Fuck's uh-huh. sake. <laughs> Sorry. Like, come on. As if I could write a letter like that. Right. But, uh, yeah, so I actually read that the it, in the kind of... Because obviously, like, when you're getting re- idea of how she performed and what her history was, it's from, like, drawings and hieroglyphs and, I don't know, KP... Right. on vases. Help <laughs> yeah, me out here. How do they fucking... How do they track ancient Egyptian history? I don't fucking to know. To be honest, they knew by what she built by... She had, like, right. a sigil... Sig, cool. A sig... No, like a sig... A sigil? I just had a... I've had a stroke just right there. Yeah, like a sigil. It basically, it was like a signature. Hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, so what I had actually read was that, obviously, it, she's bearded in a lot of these sigils. So mm. She's represented as like a dude, or in guys clothing with a beard. Okay. But, interestingly, there was some speculation that they literally wouldn't have done that. They acknowledged her gender at the time. They just didn't even know how to illustrate that someone was important without it being a man. So, it wasn't even that. Technically, when it comes to pharaohs, because they were gods, they weren't even really gendered, in a way. Right. And actually, women could be quite powerful in Egypt. They Mm. could own property and all this kind of stuff. They weren't as, I mean, like, it wasn't actually as bad as you would assume it would be. Um, Now, the thing with the pharaoh was the pharaoh's beard was a sign of the pharaoh. And a lot of the pharaohs wore the fake beards... Well, think about it. When the pharaoh was a kid, he wouldn't have a beard. Also, who could grow those long, square beards? Like, hey, I started growing nobody. a moustache when I was like nine. <laughs> as a real, real, real early bloomer. Oh, were you one of those like creepy little yeah, creepy kids little boys <laughs> with a moustache? Like a greasy centre shade and big fucking like NHS glasses and a moustache. Yes, that was me. Oh, sexy. So the beard was like a symbol of the pharaoh. Right. So the fact that she wore it was her more her just like, you know, her saying to everyone, what's up bitches, I'm the pharaoh. Right, okay. 
Um, but she also empowered her female identity by actually claiming, which is on her obelisk, that she was the offspring, the female offspring of a god. Oh. So she's just doing this to be like, what's up, bitches? I am like leg- so legitimately like, the baddest bitch. She's like Egyptian Rihanna. Basically, yeah, basically. Okay. Oh, now in my head she looks like Rihanna too. That's just, yeah, okay, that's good. Yeah, that's good. That okay. was a good... Um, yeah, she's just a badass bitch. She commanded what they think might have been the largest army in the ancient world. She's the first person to transplant foreign trees. Ooh. Which is um, really important. She brought frankincense. She established, re-established this whole trade route. She was the first person they think to char frankincense and then make eyeliner with it. Oh. So. Okay. Yeah. So then, basically, she ruled for twenty-one years and then she died. Longest reigning pharaoh was she? I'm sure, no, I read that. Maybe I'm not sure. Um, so 21 years she died which is let's face it her stepson actually was like one or two mm-hmm. so that's actually a kind of kind of good age to become king yeah totally so instead of like not being a little bitch about it basically she died so what he became pharaoh and he decided hey let's wipe this bitch off the planet so she one of her big things that she did was she made this mortuary temple which isn't like a burial it's like just a place for like offerings and stuff and it's this fucking huge place mm-hmm. and outside it there's 36 huge statues of her but she's depicted as Osiris which mm-hmm. is like the god of the dead which is again further saying like this is how fucking important I am um but you can tell it's her she's got like a female face and stuff like that um but yeah, so, and then on there is her sigil, which is like her signature. It's like her little hieroglyphic saying that was her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loads of those are chipped off. Loads of the statues are beheaded. He just basically tried to wipe her off the face of the planet. Like I was saying about the quarry. It was just like, no. And that's basically why we don't know who this woman is. Because of that little piss boy. Yeah, because he was just like, eh, she stole my she stole my throne. Even though I was like two. Right. And let's face it, see, if you're two, she's going to make all the decisions anyway. She's basically the pharaoh. Right. Oh, what a little bitch. So basically, yeah, that's what happened. And so now we're like, oh, Cleopatra and FTE. No one knows about this bitch. Why? I like how bitch has got, like, double meaning here. You're like, yeah, she was a bad bitch, but he was a total bitch. Yeah, that's true. Oh, God, I feel like, yeah, I'm like a... You're really fucking dropping those B-bombs in. <laughs> I really am. I mean, part of it is, one, I really like to reclaim the word bitch as a, as a, word, as a term of, like, strength. I've mm-hmm. always really liked the word bitch. But I also feel like I say it too much. But now it's like people, it's like I'm speaking in code. Right. But the code is just all the word bitch. <laughs> yeah. Is that confusing to people? <laughs> I don't know. Why don't you tweet us if it is? I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. So, she was awesome. And, and uh, she got written out of history, basically, is what's going on. I mean, that was, her, that was her letter. She was worried that was going to happen. I can't believe she saw it coming. I know, poor bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I mean, but the, the, I think what's so sad about this is the fact that this is not the only case of this to happen. No, and this is, this is not. Uniform. And what's so mental about it is he would have such a, like, such a major, like, panties in, in the twist. That he just held on to that for all those years, like, mm. Mm. and let's face it, you know, she sent him off to like mili- the military or like sent him off somewhere when he was trying to get some of that fragile masculinity out of well, him. Well, but let's face it, right? 
they're royalty, not now, because now they're all just like still inbred, but you know, don't do anything. Royalty back in the day was brutal st- stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you would kill anyone, mother, brother, son, whoever, to get thrones. The throne. It's basically Game of Thrones. Yeah. But she could have just like killed him. She could have just offed him so easily. Became feral and just offed him. She didn't do that. She just sent him away till he could become a man. And be an adult feral. Because who wants to be a kid feral? And yet he just erased her. Uh, right. So why is it right? Now this is going back, this is going back literally three and a half thousand years. Yeah. This, this shit has been going on. Why is it you think toxic masculinity is able to maintain like the status quo for so long? Because let's be honest, right? Mm. Like all it takes to to make you know a man have a meltdown is for you to tell him that his fucking uh, his newest anime beach ball simulator is having the breast size reduced for its western release, and suddenly they're pure freaking out about it. Why do you think then that men still manage to be on top of cultures? I mean, to be honest, part? to be honest, I really don't know because there are and matriarchies in the world. Yeah, very rarely, and most of them are kind of dying out probably because we're like chopping down the environment they live in or, you know, global warming sort of just wipe them out or something horrifying. Totally. But, um, to be honest, I really don't know. Because you're right, there is that fragility to it. Mm. But then, in a way, it's kind of like, you know, when they say, like, an old dog's it's most dangerous. Yeah, because the end end result of fragile masculinity is always violence. I know, because it's so defensive and that that's a really, really dangerous headspace to be in. Mm -hmm. Because when you're that defensive, you're seeing it like a me versus them kind of thing. So it justifies so much behaviour. And where does that aggression come from? That's what I've never understood. Where is that aggression? I mean, it's so difficult because, like, I know for from a Western perspective, so much of our sort of justification mm. of hatred towards women comes from the Bible. Yeah, true. Um, you know, women are responsible for original sin. That's why man has dominion over women. Mm. Blah, 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 blah. And multiple examples of that. Okay. Um, you know, it even says that man, in the Bible, it does say that men basically have control over their... Bitches. 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 Top, top yeah. bitches, bottom bitches, all the bitches. Middle and, bitches. But, obviously, Egypt, that's not relevant there. No. And their kind of pantheon of rulers had females in it. And, okay, men were still the top dog. But, yeah, we're, they didn't have... It wasn't so kind of hateful towards women. I don't think, even though Egyptian gods and religion is way complicated, mm-hmm. more than I know about... But yeah, I don't know where that comes from. Hmm. Where's the anger? Where's the where? Because that's what I don't get. Well, I guess I always think about this as like a big picture, and it's really hard to kind of like piece together. I guess because it's such a weird. It's it's in, it's represented in so many different ways and so many different cultures all through history. I guess like the way I look at it is is similarly the way I look to I look at everything. Like people in positions of privilege will go whatever lengths they can most of the time to protect that privilege. Mm. Whether it's like performing mental gymnastics on themselves or making arguments that don't make any sense. You know, people that say that racism doesn't exist. People argue that capitalism isn't a, is not a, is a good system. Mm. People that are like, who think like, because women have the vote in this country, like, that's sexism solved. You know, people that, people that downplay 
that I see a parallel with people that downplay problems and people that would actively go out of their way to enforce their privilege and ensure that it's protected. And they could just, I mean, it could be a lot of things. Like, you know, obviously we weren't there back in fucking 1500 BC, uh, unfortunately. Mm. But I guess there could have been an advisor whispering in his ear, like, oh, you know, you're getting cucked. She's cucking you, bro. You're getting cucked well, by that I mean, feminazi. I think part of it could be... I think part of it could be how do you discredit this woman? Yeah. And in a way, how do you discredit a man that's a threat to your privilege or your throne? Mm. You would you probably solve it by violence, right? Yeah. Whereas a woman, I guess maybe because it's like mothers or something, there's this element where it's like violence, which, okay, sometimes violence does happen, Mm -hmm. but I guess maybe you feel like you could handle it a different way. So instead of being outwardly violent in the way that like starting a war... You would just rape her and murder her, or completely discredit her, or wipe <laughs> yeah. her from history, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how that. So there is like a there's a. I'm going to call her an academic, but she's not really an academic. A woman called Camille de Palia, and she's like the favorite feminist of the alt right. Oh, is it because as if they have to have one of those? Right. Um, and I mean, is she that has, a thing? Is that not like well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can probably come back to her at length okay. in another episode, but long and, story, long and short of it is, she says a lot of things that kind of justify toxic and, and abusive behaviour right. from different, like, you know, cultural groups or whatever. Okay. But she did raise once an interesting point, because I had to, you know, know your enemy and stuff. Um, she was talking about how, historically, civilizations that have moved towards a more, like, utopian view of society and have started to... Um, you know, rightfully blur the lines of gender and class and things like that, have always been destroyed from without, from like an external force, like a a culture of heroic masculinity. Mm. But and I think that that deference to violence is possibly you know a, a big I mean, factor. But here. then, in the same way, though, it's like okay, there's that perception that women are less violent, which I guess they te- like strategic like. Mm. I guess, like, yeah, like, they are, technically. Yeah. But look at someone like Hatshepsut. She had an uncontrolled an army. Yeah. But I guess her, her, her desire to, like, use the army to just conquer wasn't there. Mm. So I guess that automatically made her less violent. Oh, totally, But it yeah. seems like, you know, you have a big army, What you know, that army is used for something. So she definitely wasn't afraid of violence. Yeah, true. It's not so much the violence part of it. I think it's more like, you know, less in a broader sense how she's got an army, but more in a personal sense. Mm. Like, if you want to, if you're a woman and you want to kind of take control of something, there's there's always that thing in your back, the back of your mind when you're speaking to a man that the situation can just, boom. Like you mentioned getting headbutted by a pensioner earlier. Yeah, that's a true story. You can always get headbutted by the pensioner in every situation. Whereas, where's your recourse? You know, where's your kind of, like, but then thing that you can defend? But then, to? okay, so that's the women's fear, right? But then men have this fear, too, that, like, you know, like, again, it's that, and, and it's so funny, because um, so much of, like, what I've been working on this week mm-hmm. in terms of, like, was talking a lot about, like, this perception of how women became turned into witches and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff, and it was, like, so much of the idea of the harpy and all these, like, from, like, classical literature, like, from, like, the Greeks, the Romans, even back then there was this perception of, like, these, like, diabolical women that are going to, like, 
do bad things to you. And it's because it's not so outwardly violent is what a man, what, no. what a woman fears of a man. But it's still this like, you know, she's going to bewitch you and like steal your seed and like do this fuck. And <laughs> it's so weird. I hate when you steal my seed. But what's so, so weird about that is women's, well, women's fears are based on reality. Mm. You know? Whereas, and I'm not saying men's fears, I'm not saying women have never stolen any seed because I'm sure that's happened. Fucking almost stealing my seed. But you know what I mean though? What's the men have this weird. It is, it is almost a very irrational fear of women. Mm. And that's where a lot of that comes from. There is that fear. But then where does that fear come from? Well, in my case, it comes from the fact that, you know... I am a literal harpy, and that I am proud of that. <laughs> I am like a winged demon well, that flies. I'm fine with that. You know, I'm just... I'm trying to have a nap, and suddenly I feel someone rustling about in my big boy's comfy but snuggly briefs. <laughs> and it's you fucking stealing my seed at it again. You fucking wish. What a petri dish. You fucking wish. What, the wish you would snarfle about my boxes while I'm sleeping? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Um, it's a pretty specific kink. Does this mean I can't I can't call you Queen of the Harpies anymore? No, I like that term. I wear it with pride. Ah, oh, three couples are best turnout yet. Why don't we go around the room and everyone can introduce themselves and tell us a little bit about why they're here. John, Gloria? My name's Gloria. I'm here because Johnny Boy hasn't been able to cut it man-wise for some time. Not that I'd want his odor of gin and sour defeat pressed against me. That's enough, Gloria. Thank you, Gloria. John, why don't you tell us a little about why you're here? She never cooks. She keeps a filthy house and she talks profanely. She's the queen of the harpies. No, I'm not. Queen of the harpies. No, I'm not. Here's your crown, your majesty. Get away from me. Queen of the harpies. I, I, I guess what's so kind of, that's what's so ultimately so sad to me. Like, where is that fear coming from? Where is that anger coming from fragile masculinity it's the fact that like for me it's the fact that like as a guy you live every minute of your life in competition with everything else that's the kind of way that you're conditioned to live yeah your and life. even back then who's the yeah. best hunter the strongest the whatever yeah no totally you like, know and that's to be honest i think you know most men are just scared they're scared of that. They're scared of losing. Like what you know, we don't, you don't know what happens when you lose, but you know it's not good. It's a whole alpha mentality. Who mm. everyone wants to be the alpha. Because I think we talk so much today. Like, uh, well, not everyone, but some people talk a lot about like gender and like these kind of toxic gender roles that people have and and all this kind of stuff. But it's like, I guess, you know. Interestingly, we still have these same familiar tropes happening. Like in ancient times so like you know we need to almost when we have these conversations we almost can't even discuss it in a contemporary narrative you know because this isn't just contemporary but again it is that weird but I don't that fear you think it is that fear just purely based on that I don't know I don't know It's, it's probably a problem that is too big for us to solve almost and I, and I guess I feel like we should state, which is another thing, we're talking about what we thought people might hate, but send hate over. Yeah. I genuinely cannot believe no one's been like, oh, man-hater. <laughs> right. You know? Or like, when people say, I'm not a feminist because I think yeah, everyone should be equal. Uh, and I like, want to yeah, beat that person Yeah, I'm actually more of an egalitarian. Fuck off. Like, just for everyone's... Just to, to just confirm this, being a feminist means that you want equality 
between the sexes. <laughs> Not that women are going to take over. You can steal your seed. Cuck but, you. like, this isn't about man-hating or anything. This is about us exploring problems within our society. I'm a man. And, well, obviously you are a man. And that's... I guess, like, yeah, obvious. I'm a man, your natural enemy. Well, but then, this is the thing that I... That we can talk about these things... And these concepts and we can talk about men in a general term when we're talking about these big subject matter mm. but that should go without saying but I don't think it does that obviously we don't mean all men I mean I do well you don't mean yourself though I do well not all the time I'm garbage I'm hot stinking that's garbage that's because you're shipped on backwards yeah exactly out. see all men did you pull it, pull it over your head is that why yes I pulled it over right, I, I was like, wasting my time with these it? buttons right I'm not wasting my time with buttons. I'm a busy guy. But it's just, you know, I th- yeah, like this This is not, like a lot of our subject matter has ha- ended up being quite anti-male. Yeah. And, you know, but then I think that's one of the biggest problems in our society today, this this toxicity of masculine identity that, that doesn't need to be that way. Well, the closer you get to the top of the pyramid of privilege, the more you're finding men in there. Well, yeah. So it's just going to be a natural kind of result of what we're talking about. But then it's just it's it is shocking to me that it goes back that far. Yeah, it's into pretty, ancient it's just times. pretty uniform throughout all of history. And what's interesting is that mm. you don't really hear a lot about female rulers. And it's interesting because between, you know, fucking fragile little pharaohs and fucking sexist historians, like how many women have been written out of history? Well that that's a huge thing, yeah. Like how many anthropologists and historians and archaeologists are just like, Nope, I choose to not acknowledge this because it's a fucking woman. And let's face it, that's a really important thing to bring up and this is why I think Hacheps is really important. Because, see, as a young girl or as a woman, you don't have that many people you can really look up to in terms of, like, greatness. No. And, you know, let's face it, see, until the Spice Girls came along. <laughs> <laughs> Who was that? But, like, Cher. well, I mean, there's plenty of women, obviously, that, to, to idolise. But, like, let's face it, in terms of, like, actual women that have made great changes to the world, and, of course, there is there is some, but... There's not, there's not enough, you know, and mm. the fact that there's apparently plenty that we just don't fucking know about, like there's that ruler and there was a the lady ruler in China, and there's tons of these kind of things we just don't know about, and it's like, it's really disheartening, and I think we need to make more of this known so that little girls can think I can grow up to be a fucking pharaoh. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, you'd be really disappointed when you actually got old enough to like go to Egypt and be like, I'm, the, I'm going to be the pharaoh. And then you just get hit by a moped. <laughs> Die in the street. Just watching garbage like swirl about. And honestly, who do we have in, like, who do we have in Britain? Like Margaret Thatcher. And I hate when people are like, oh yeah, you, she, I know she was a bit of a bitch or whatever, but like she was still a woman and that was impressive. Well, yeah, technically it was impressive like having a vagina and making it to the prime minister. Mm-hmm. But... Great, that, I mean, we have, like, pure Satan incarnate as our only, fuck. oh, who have we got now, Theresa May? Oh, great, the Satan incarnate's bitch yeah. little sister, like. The problem with that is that that's been a really, really typical kind of behavioural pattern of the types of, the, the strata of society that excludes women the most, because I think we can all agree that fucking British con- upper-class conservatives are literally the worst people in the world. 
Well, you were saying that like that the the turf thing is really British. Yeah, turf turfs from like from the last couple of weeks or or I mean two weeks ago, super British. But you know, upper crust, stiff upper lip. People called like Lord fucking Quimble Winthrop. People like you know fucking Benedict Cumberbatch if he was a Tory. People like that kind of wilted faced, melty, posh British incestuous aristocracy. Right, right, those people. Well, you, you mean the women, so they'd be ladies. No, I'm not talking about the goddamn women. Ah, right, just in general. I'm having okay. a rant here. Okay, got it. Right, so the British elite political class have always taken tokenism to that extent. Like Thatcher, May. Like, if they find one gay conservative, one black conservative, and one woman conservative, they will just be like, look, we can't be racist, I've got a black friend. Ah. That's them. Well, let's face That's it, it's th- like a monster that instead of putting on the typical monster suit mm. of, like, white white man, they've been like, hey, let's change it up. I'll be a white lady this time. Is tokenism worse than not being represented? Probably. It's different. It's a different way of being shitty towards women. Well, for me, I find it almost... I don't... I think almost in a way, I would rather we'd never had a female prime minister. Because in a way, it's like that beacon of hope or something that you could... You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. You're starving and being presented with food, but it's a shit sandwich. Like a literal shit sandwich. You know what I mean? Totally. I'm like, well, I'd rather for nothing... Than, than this fucking monster. Uh, yeah, and totally it's like right. the Hillary Clinton thing was obviously a big deal with that too. Yes. I mean, I think she's trash, but, you know, I can't pretend that she didn't get shit on from a great height because she was a woman as well as being trash. Well, and I think we need to think it's like the, the, there can be two things. Yeah. Like, yeah, the fact that, that Hillary Clinton is a woman was, you know, I applaud her achievement for being a woman and mm-hmm. reaching... The you know as close as she did to something that's never ex- happened before. Yeah. But at the same time, I think she's a fucking asshole. No, she's a corporate-backed warmonger who thinks that you can fix poverty with tax credits. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. In conclusion, it sucks to be a woman. Monica Lewinsky for president. Right. We'll come back to Monica Lewinsky in another episode. I love Monica Lewinsky. Me too. I think she's fucking amazing. Me too. Let's talk about her soon. Yeah. Okay. All right. Done. Should we we move on? Yeah. Okay, so, next problem. Yay, problems. Yeah. This this is... Oh, I've got two here. I'm going to decide which one to do first. I think I'm going to go with... Yep, I'm going to go with this one first. Ready for this bad boy? I am. Okay, here we go. Years ago, while my wife and I were separated, I foolishly slept with Molly, who became pregnant with my daughter, Ali. Ugh, Molly and Ali. I mean, those are in inverted commas. I think ah. that he's like giving them a fake name, like he thinks he's a fucking call... spy or something. Right, you have fake names though. Come up with better ones. I mean, like you say, I foolishly slept with a woman who became pregnant with my daughter. Whatever, anyway. Okay. I reconciled with my wife, and ultimately, we won custody of Ali when she was nine, after Molly went through a series of boyfriends and made repeated sexual overtures toward me. My wife has been incredible. But like, probably shouldn't have cheated in the first place, then, eh? But Molly's influence has been strong. After completing her court-ordered therapy, Molly filed for custody when Ali was thirteen, and two years later, Ali went to live, live with her permanently. Ali went from respectful and sweet to insubordinate and cruel. Finally, she used racial epithets towards my wife and stepdaughters, and I threw her out the house. She did the same thing when my wife and I came to her high school graduation. Molly looked so proud of her. Ali is now 21. 
I haven't spoken to her beyond the phone call on Christmas and her birthday unless she needs money. My wife openly grieves for the little girl that we lost and my stepdaughters refuse to acknowledge Ali. I can't blame them. I blame myself for not fighting harder, but what's done is done. At what point do I give up? Ali is sweet until she doesn't get what she wants. The last time, it was because I wouldn't bail her drug-using boyfriend from jail. Before that, it was when I wouldn't buy her another car after she wrecked hers. I am tired and have no desire to do this dance for the next 20 years. I am at the end of my rope. For the record, I always paid my child support while Molly didn't pay a dime when Ali lived with me. I love my daughter, but I also love my wife and stepdaughters. I would give anything to have the Ali who I raised back, but that is an impossibility now. I don't know what to do. Do I give up? Um, yeah, you know, just back to people killing themselves. Kill yourself, sir. Take that fucking sir, rope sir, here at the end please of. Please kill yourself. Th- take that fucking rope here at the end of. Tie it around your fucking neck. I got really aggressive there. You did. I got really like, took it right there. You oh did. God, you really I was went so there. triggered. I'm, I'm <gasps> triggered. I'm, I'm scared right now. <laughs> I'm scared for my life. Oh my god. Oh my god. So. I mean, look, Alti Ali sounds like she's a bit of a dick. She does. Yep. But Wouldn't what, you be a dick with him as dad? Well, I mean, no. I mean, my dad was who knows, an asshole. Who knows what you'd be oh, like wait, with a dad? Just kidding. I don't know what he was like because I've never met him. But, you know, you can't use... Once you're an adult, you can't use that shit as an excuse. No. But this guy, this fucking guy... Mm-hmm. Oh, I put my dick in someone else that wasn't my wife and then all this happened and oh, now the now the situation has turned out and I don't like it. Oh, what? Surprise, surprise. Fucking things have consequences. Right. Your fucking dumb actions have consequences that now you're sick of dealing with. <laughs> oh, oh, like, oh, fuck me. Do you remember a few weeks ago we had the problem about the couple that had the guest house and didn't want everyone to have Wi-Fi? And I told you I had like a really good source of like bougie problems. Yes. This is from there. Right. What was it he said? Oh, what was it? The term? Uh, insubordinate. You know I what type know. of motherfucker yeah. he is? Yeah. Because he used... I was that was his word choice. God, we're, so, we're, so, we're so on the same level. <laughs> right? We're so on the same level. Right? I really wanted to point that right? out. Right. We're so in sync right now. Who like says insubordinate? Like, well, we almost finished each other's sentences. Sentences? Yeah. Yeah, we did it. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what type of person says that, right? Like, and it's so funny. You can tell so much about someone by by their word use, and it's okay. What would so, mine say? I just say bitch all the time. Oh now, God! I want to I want to bring this to your attention here, right now. I'm I'm reaching a lot with this, right? Okay, but reach away. So the the racial epithets that that was interesting. Now, what's yeah. interesting to me left, about this? Left field. Uh-huh. Now I don't know anything about this gentleman's race. Nor do I know anything about his wife's He's race. He's white, hundred percent. No, no non-white is person talks Ali like that. Ali, mixed race, and is she calling him a cracker? And is he pretending that's a racial epithet? That's what I'm putting out there. Is that possibly happening? Because I think that could be happening. Oh, do you think? Well, that she, would be. Yeah, I mean, even worse. was was Molly like a a different ethnicity to him? You know. Did I mean, is he is he saying things like cracker and honky are racial epithets? Oh, reverse racism. White racism exists. That that doesn't that doesn't exist. There's no such thing as reverse racism. Yeah, white racism doesn't exist. You can't be the dominant race and be also have experienced racism. Like racism is systematic violence and there's nothing systematic against white people right now, so fucking put your pants back on. Anyway, but I was Yeah, I like, think you're kind of reaching with that and I guess we'll never fucking know. I wish, I just wish so much I knew. But you know he's white. I mean, that's 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 
Yeah, this, this is a definitely a white person's That letter, sense of entitlement, that the way he talks, it's so... It's, like, mm-hmm. definitely. Definitely. And he's definitely got, like, done well for himself. Yeah. The comment about the child support, that he didn't get any. Right. Probably because it was means-tested and he made more than enough <laughs> money yeah. so that Molly didn't have to pay him any. And that's what actually would have legally happened. Yep. But, you know, he's stating that because, you know, he's hard done by because he's a fucking rich white man. Yep. So, I mean, this situation is so... The problem is that this guy, the entire time, he's thought, I can have my cake and eat it too. Instead of fucking taking responsibility for getting someone knocked up, he was like, I reconcile with my wife. what makes me so sad about this? What? I know and I've met so many men like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, pretty much all men. Um, hey, you said not all men earlier. You're right, you're right. I Make did. your mind up, Lisa. We're so okay, consistent. a lot of men. All men. And it's that thing where they just don't understand that. Like, also, can I. Sorry, I just forgot about something. I wanted to point out. So, Molly got her kid taken off her for what was it again? Uh, for having boyfriends and making sexual advances to him. Went through well, a series of boyfriends and made repeated sexual overtures towards me. Right, well, yeah, because you've already fucked, so that's not like out. That's not like that's not the sh- the most shocking thing to have ever happened. No, not really. What was she doing at like in McDonald's at like twelve o'clock in an afternoon? Then it's inappropriate. Mm. But I mean, let's face it, you leading leading someone on. I feel like fucking someone, and then being like, oh, you know, yep. don't make advances at me. Well, I mean, you know. Not that that's saying if you fuck someone that they're entitled to just do whatever they want to you. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? It just seemed like a really... How does that get your kid taken this off? This is you? like 90% his fault. Oh, so much. Like, there is there, there are other elements in here. Like, Molly doesn't sound like, you know, the best. And Ali kind of seems like a little bitch. But why but, is Molly to sound bad? Um, I don't know. Uh, the sexual advances, I think. Yeah, you know, a I'm little a, bit. I'm a virgin, and that would make me feel really uncomfortable. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, and uh, but I mean, even Ali, she definitely sounds like a bit of a dick now. Yeah. But at the same time, what do you expect a child that's have to live through that? That's been taken away from her mother, mm-hmm. forced to live with you, and then sent back again. Mm-hmm. Like, and let's face it, her dad's a fucking dick. Like we know that. Yep. I wouldn't bail her drug-using boyfriend from jail. I mean, we've all like, been there. What was he in jail for? Does it specify? He didn't say he's in jail from for drugs. For drugs, that's he's true. He's in jail for something and he wouldn't bail him up. Guarantee he, he likes fucking smoke. Weed. It's fucking weed, let's be honest. You know it is. You know it is. You know he's not like on the pure meth, like... Do you know what, even if he is, good, he's a fucking addict. Give him some fucking help. Well, the, I mean... No, your daughter that you love so much. Oh, my boyfriend's an addict. Well, you know, he should be in jail because that's the fucking best place for someone with drug well, but problems. The funny the thing is, though, problems, it's just it? the, the, the way No he drugs phrased, in jail. It's the way he phrased it. You know what I mean? But, like, look, let's face it. She probably shouldn't ask her dad to bail her boyfriend out of jail. And she probably shouldn't ask her dad for a car. But let's face it. Who set that president up? Who set the president up that you were just a fucking cunt that gave her money sometimes? Well, you know what? If that's the fucking president, if that's what it's going to be, then give me money. Yeah, I agree. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't... Because, again, you can't fuck someone over and fucking... You brought someone into the world. You can't fucking cause them all this pain and all this bullshit. And you're turning up to a graduation. So what, everyone could look at her and be like, oh, is that your dad? Is that his wife? Was that your dad's other family? Oh, look, your pure broken family for everyone to see. Right. Like, oh, oh, but was she she shitty to you? Oh, and this is just... I, I know so many older men like this. Yeah. That are just like... 
they do they they fail to see their part in the situation. What I always say that like who knocked over the first fucking domino there? All right, like with, with his dick. Completely. There's like a thing, you know that thing where people are like, "Tee, I got like a like a fucking fridge magnet or a minion meme on Facebook that's like, "Tee, food eaten by refrigerator light doesn't have any calories." Men have this thing about like, "Oh, if I if I'm separated from my wife, my sperm doesn't work." Like if it's if I'm not at home, I can't get anyone pregnant, and it's okay to stick my dick wherever I want. Wow, I feel like we should cut that part out. Why? What was the meme part? Food eaten by the refrigerator, refrigerator light doesn't have any calories. Oh, well, I'm like, that's like that. I was completely lost by that. So I, I've never heard that expression before. Well, you're clearly not hanging around with enough mums on Facebook. Ah, uh, you're right. I mean, the mim, yeah. People are like, oh, Facebook's ruined. Facebook's over. Yeah. Let's face it. You know, Facebook was over when people started posting minions. Mim- as soon as you got that friend. Minion or min- 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 Minions. I don't know. I've never watched those movies. As soon as you get a Facebook request from your mum, it's game over. I haven't even accepted my mum's Facebook request. Good for you. Take a stand. (laughs) (laughs) That killed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that says, like, of my weird parentage and why this is um, so angry about this statement. Right. This problem, rather. I just... It's that thing where, let's face it, everyone seems to be... Well, not everyone. Ali definitely has some growing up to do. Yep. The guy is just a fucking dick. But here's the thing. But I do feel really sad for mm. Molly. I mean, who knows? She Maybe she didn't know he was married. Yeah. And, you know, this is a really tough situation for her to be in. Mm-hmm. And the poor wife, his poor wife. I know. Well, I mean, uh, fool me once, shame on you. Fool well, me this twice, is shame it. on me. This is the thing, though. Do you know why men are assholes as well? And I always like, say this. Do you know why men are assholes and continue to be assholes? People are just like, oh, my boyfriend. Oh, he's such a dick. And like, over and over again. You know why they're assholes? Because you continue to fuck them or someone else fucks them. Yep. Do you know what? If we all stopped fucking them, maybe they change. Can I just say as well? I'm just like, like going for a whole just a chastity encouragement. Of everyone. Can you, Im- can you Im- yeah, totally. Everyone should just be a virgin again. Can you Im- <laughs> Imagine, right, you were, you and I had, like, a fight, and we had this massive issue that meant, oh, things are going really bad, we have to separate, right? So we took some time apart, and then we met back up, being like, right, have you had time to think over it? I'd be like, yeah, I got this girl pregnant, and you were like, oh, let's reconcile. <laughs> and let's what? raise that baby. What? Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, but then women are, like brainwashed a lot mm. to accept this behaviour because the fear of being alone and the the connotations that comes along with that being like the pure old witch you know right. the old hag the spinster that's so terrifying to so many women that mm. they put up with this fucking bullshit Can but just... you know what they fucking shouldn't because if, if you're if your fucking husband turns up after being separated or whenever and is all like I got some lady pregnant let's raise that baby you fucking set his clothes on fire in the fucking garden. <laughs> right. Like, 100%. Cut his dick off when he's sleeping. That's true. I would do that. Definitely do that. Can I just say as well, right, the, the, here's the thing with this letter. The entire thing is just dripping with, please, please, please just tell me that it's okay for me to just not speak to her anymore. Look, let's oh, face I don't it, want to have to deal with my responsibilities anymore. That. You know he just is, like, getting disturbed because he sits in a lazy boy and he's wanting to just watch Top Gear and, like, just look at Facebook over and over again. You know, like, he doesn't even go on Facebook or post stuff. He just looks at it and he wants to read the Daily Mail or, you know, maybe the higher class version of the Daily Mail. Which telegraph. would be the Telegraph. The yeah. So, like, he wants to just do all that and he wants to, like, 
you know whatever whatever those kind of men do he wants to just yeah top gear all that and he doesn't want to deal with anyone else's bullshit I he would... doesn't want to listen to his fucking wife talk about like oh I miss Ali and he doesn't want to fucking listen to Ali's bullshit because she's just like being like hey dad give me fucking money because he wants to spend money on like you know, like, something to help his midlife crisis. Fishing, like his fucking gear. Or a motorbike. Yep. I would give anything to have the alley who I raised back, but that is an impossibility now. How the fuck do you know? Also, you want... what? How is it you described Ali when she was living with them? She, when she was living with them, she was... Uh, respectful and sweet. Ah. And now she's insubordinate ah, and cruel. So that's what I was going to say. She, no, she, she doesn't do what she's told and she calls me a honky. So he basically wants a pure meek, meek little bitch daughter, a little fucking mouse, because that's what he... That he doesn't want to deal with anything like that because he wants his little mouse wife who doesn't say shit. Like he doesn't say anything that, that he's done. What's he done to try to fix the problem? This is the thing. Oh, what's he done here? Well, she was rude to me, so I kicked her out. Uh, I don't speak to her, and I don't give her any money or help her. What the fuck have you done to try to resolve that situation? Honestly, but the, what have you done to mend that gap? I guess what's so what makes me so angry about that problem is that that's the case for so many. And look. Everyone listening to this knows someone, mm. whether it's their own dad or their friend's dad or their whoever you know is that fucking dude. Yeah, hell yeah. It's fucking shocking. It is. It's really shocking that you can... Because that's the thing. I mean, in a way, great. Great to be them because you can just do whatever the fuck you want and not have to deal with any of the fucking consequences. Mm-hmm. And the fact that you actually, like, you fucking fuck someone else, get them pregnant, all of that, and then now you're the one moaning about things. Mm-hmm. The fucking arrogance of that. Agreed. Oh. So our advice, kill yourself? Yeah, you we'll should go back, kill it. yourself, little yeah, classic. Like I said, get that fucking rope and... We should have called this podcast, kill yourself. I know, do Not I say okay? it too much, people? I don't, I don't know, tell Lisa if she said it too much. I think no. I mean, obviously, suicide's a very... an issue that I have personal experience with. So I don't mean to make light of it and I hope not to trigger anyone by it. But at the same time, I think that sometimes not talking about subjects like that, putting it in this place where it's shushed and like, you know, like it's this like like off limits topic, it, it makes it scarier actually. And to be honest, a lot of it's humour and it's dark humour, but to be honest, you know what one of the key things to get through life is, is that dark humour. I mean, I wouldn't, necessarily worry too much about it because that's pretty much what every meme on the internet is about now is just killing yourself and I feel like our listeners kind of are obviously people that are on the same sort of page as us I think so too ah Berbatov the special oh, guest special guest guy. special yeah. guest asshole right okay so you got pretty worked up about that guy I did I got really worked up about it let's uh, let's hear from another gross to man to be honest it's because you annoyed me earlier so now I'm annoyed at all men yeah. and now Berbatov who's also a man god just surrounded <laughs> by toxic men aren't you okay Hang on, let's just let him uh, tire himself out. God, I hate that cat so much. Do you know one of the reasons why I don't listen to the podcast? Why? Is because I think I'm terrified of all the times I like stumble over a word, a word oh, like I just oh did there. Oh my God, Imagine it happened. Um, because I hate when people do that, but I feel like I do that a lot. It's because I get too worked up. You do get too worked up. And I'm also you on... Speak- incredibly quickly I know do you think that's see if we were normal people 
This is the kind of cadence that we would adopt uh. when speaking on the podcast. But number one, we're Scottish. And number two, we're really angry about things all the time. So we like to get the words out as quickly as possible. Yeah, I am like that. That is how I talk. Well, I have a trifecta of shitty men for this week. So Ooh. shall we move on to our final problem? Yeah. Okay. At least this one, there's a little bit of little bit of catharsis in this one. Okay. okay ready? Yeah, okay, ready, <clears throat> ready. I am an executive at a large tech company. Ugh. And I met my girlfriend at a tech meetup last year. We'll call her Jenny. Is she digital? <laughs> <laughs> Though she didn't go to college, she's a graphic designer who models on the side. I'm interested in her for more than her beauty, though. She's smart, funny, engaging, and I think I would even have dated her if she was 20 years older. Because he's 49, she's 19, just FYI. (sighs) That was in the title. Yesterday, I went through her phone and found some messages between her and her girlfriend. Call her Andrea. She and Andrea had been talking about how I am, quote-unquote, sexist and chubby, and how she was only interested in me for my money. I am really hurt. I thought she loved me. (laughs) We spent a year together, and there have been some red flags, namely that she doesn't want to sleep with me more than once a week, but she's never asked me for money or anything. I like to give people gifts, and so I've given her a car, a large sum of jewellery, and paid her apartment rent for most of the past year. In three weeks, we are supposed to be going to Europe for a romantic birthday vacation. She has paid for our flight tickets, which were not cheap. This will be her 20th birthday, and she said she wanted to treat me to something too. I'm confused and upset. If she's a gold digger, wouldn't she have had me buy the plane tickets? What do I do about the trip? Should I just break up with her, or try to work through it? Sorry, just to clarify, I found out this guy's 49 years old and his girlfriend is 19. Mm. Just that's in, it was only the title of this from Reddit. The Reddit things aren't formatted super well. Okay. So, what do we what think? What was the girlfriend's name again? Uh, she was Jenny. Yes, go girl Jenny. You Hell fucking yeah, hustle. Jenny. You get that hustle, I respect that hustle. Like, oh my god. Like, the fact. Like, do you know what? She can afford to buy plane tickets to Europe because she hasn't had to pay rent all year. <laughs> or buy, or also, like buy a car. let's face it. See, when you're hustling someone, sometimes you've got to sweeten that pot. You know? Sometimes oh, you've got to yeah. be like... Oh, well, she's good at this, isn't she? She's good yeah, at she it. Yeah, she is good yeah, at it. Mom, put, I respect that. If you hadn't just that. fucking snuck about in her phone, she could have been fucking... She could have milked him until he died. And I get, right, of course, morally, what she is doing is wrong. Yeah, is it? Well... I see her as like a Robin Hood figure. Well... <laughs> Robbing the fat tech guy to feed right. herself. But, what, well, I guess two wrongs don't make a right, you mm. know? So what she's doing is technically morally wrong, right? Technically, right? But isn't it again so funny that he's just some fat fucking old loser who thinks, yeah, this fucking hot 19-year-old girl wants to be with me for my fucking dazzling personality. <laughs> Like, no, seriously. That's the thing, though. It doesn't occur to them. No. It never occurs to them. And now he's, like, heartbroken. Oh, that catharsis of his his little fucking fucking chubby little fingers scrolling through the phone and being like, huh. (laughs) Like. (laughs) Oh, no. Like, oh. Jenny thinks I'm chubby and sexist. (laughs) Like, oh, no shit. That's funny as fuck. No, no, she's been talking about me to Andrea. Oh, oh, not Andrea. Oh, no. (laughs) 
like <laughs> oh my god what a fucking dick but this is the thing right it just never occurs to this 49 year old man that a girl who is a model isn't in, in his league so the only thing that could possibly be bridging that gap would be the fact that he's fucking heavy wealthy I mean doesn't like, even occur to him in his fucking fat how, stupid I brain mean, but that's and I can what, say that because I'm fat but that's what's so mental about it though like how is he not like that level of delusion is really impressive. I know. Like, how is he not getting what's going on there? I know and what? not even just that. Let's face it. Not that I'm judging age group couples because sometimes that is genuine and yep. it works and that's cool. Mm-hmm. You do you, hun. Right. But let's face it. Generally, a nineteen-year-old and a forty-nine. Nine year old. Only thirty year difference. Don't have much in common, and see when there is such a big age gap, it can be really difficult. Your references are different. Your po- your 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 experiences are and, so different. When you're nineteen. You're still completely finding out about who you are. Well, not That's even just that. Never though. Going to it's last. What you want, if, out even of if it life, was genuine. But what you want out of life is so different. Like, mm-hmm. let's face it. When you're nineteen, you like. You're such a different person than what I assume you'll be like when you're 40 something. Can I just say as well, 19 year olds don't tend to want sex once a week. Well, this is it. I mean, buddy, I'm sorry, but you know, you're <sighs> I not. I mean, the only how one. could he not have known? Like, honestly. He's confused and upset. But, like, I mean, when you're telling that, like, you get that everyone that meets them sees this pure smoking hot 19 year old and him, they're just like, oh, he's got to be rich. Right. Like, that's what everyone's first thought is going to be. But he, again, because of his fucking male privilege, thinks, I deserve this. Yeah. Aye, this is fine. This makes perfect sense. And you know what? See if you're, like, some 40-year-old that, like, I don't know, who's 40 and hot? Gerard Butler. Let's guess. Yeah, but if you look like him, I'm sure he could have a 19-year-old girlfriend and no one's fucking questioning it. Because you know what? And again, sometimes you get like couples with huge disparities in the attractiveness of each member sometimes you get a really hot person with a slightly less attractive or whatever but you know in terms of our conventional beauty standards less attractive yes but ultimately most of the time couples are kind of equal Mm -hmm. because in reality it's kind of hard to maintain a relationship if there is that imbalance yep if there's going to be huge disparities between like intelligence looks Money, whatever, that's going to cause co- all these things are going to cause problems. Yeah. And relationships can be hard enough as it is without these big things getting in the way. So, like. <sighs> can we just talk about this as well here? I'm interested in her for more than her beauty. Are you? She's smart, funny, engaging. Well, would you have found that out if she wasn't a 20 year old model? You fucking fat creep. Also, what was it you said about her not going to college? Though she didn't go to college, I mean, that's not was like that statement was completely irrelevant. Oh yeah, it was apropos of nothing. It was just yeah, him no, be like, <laughs> she's really stupid, but actually she's quite smart. But it's like, that surprise, like, oh, it's like, oh, you're smart for someone that didn't go to college, right? It's not you're smart. That's like, oh, she's surprisingly smart considering mm-hmm. how hot she is. Like, oh my god. I mean, also, can I just say, they've been talking about how I am... It's got this in pure air quotes. Well, not no, actual quotes, because it's a letter. Yeah. I'm doing it in air quotes, but you can't see it because it's a podcast. <laughs> sexist. Like, seriously. Oh, they say I'm sexist. You are fucking sexist, you fat dick. Uh... You are sexist. 
You think that you're entitled to a young woman's body because you've got fucking money and you're so privileged and so ignorant that it couldn't even occur to you that this just might be an arrangement of convenience for her. Do you think she wants to be shacking up with your fucking... I'm sorry, you're a 49-year-old tech executive. You're not going to look like fucking Brad Pitt, are you? Well, Since you're that. chubby. If they're, you're, chubby. you're referred to as chubby, so that means you're fucking probably a disgusting, greasy hog. Yeah, yeah that's the thing. Fuck That's it. the thing. He Fuck said chubby and you know that's... that's and again, we can say that because we're fat. Seriously, fuck this guy. Oh, fuck this guy. Right, but if I had to give him advice, okay, if, right, here would be my advice to him. You've got to break it off with uh, with Jenny, and I think you should probably give her a fucking down deposit of like 50,000, just basically to just thank her for her efforts. Uh, She's a real true hustler. She'll have got some some blackmail material to get that money. So just save her the bother, give her a good bit of money, right? Just treat it like a divorce. You owe her that for the fucking emotional labour of having to listen to you if you're fucking nasally, fucking fat tech voice talking about the fucking Google diversity memo or something, Mm, right? Fuck you. That's true. Right, then what you're going to do is you're going to fucking go on a little journey of self-discovery where you're going to try to open your fucking mind and open your heart to the idea of privilege. That will never happen. No, this is is my advice. Whether he takes it or not, it's his choice, right? You're going to open, you're going to see why you're privileged, right? And then see once it's done and you're a better person, you can come out the other side and if you cannot empathise with people through direct experience, then you can at the very least sympathise and let them have their fucking platform, have their voice. Then you're going to go on eHarmony and you're going to find a nice lady in a similar role to you with similar interests. You're going to get an actual connection and you can get married on a nice holiday because you've got money. You can go on a nice beach holiday somewhere, get married and you can retire and you can fucking talk about the tech industry or your stocks or your bonds. You can have a little bougie middle class life until one day I kick down your front door chop your head off and take all your money because the proletariat revolution is happening (laughs) fuck you (laughs) that's my advice for him it was really good advice and I really like the ending good I really like the ending I was going to say something but I just don't feel like it would be better than that so I'm sorry no I think that's that's how we should end it wrapping it yeah that's the perfect ending alright and do you know what's amazing we've got to the end and we don't have to give people the fucking twitter and stuff I don't have to remember what it is because I did it at the start but I mean it was impressive that you even came close to remembering it like I legitimately can't remember anything like that. Like even if someone said like my own personal Twitter, I don't even remember what that is. Okay. Like I don't well. remember anything. I've had the same phone number for like fifteen years. You have and I still no don't idea remember what it. it's got. Four twenty in it because you like the four twenty blazer. Hey. No, I, I, everything I get has four twenty in, it and I don't know why. Because the, the the universe is telling you to smoke more weed. Or uh, some weed because I smoke yeah, well, none. That's true. Yeah, smoke lots of weed instead of no weed. Um. Yeah, weird, right? I don't know why that is, but that was really good advice. Thank you. I did really like the end. Yeah, good. And it glad. was good. Well done. Thanks. Oh, I like that story. Should we have I a like handshake? That last... Should we ha- let's have a handshake. We're shaking hands, guys. Can you hear it? Can 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 you hear this? Are we We're shaking, shaking hands. Why are we shaking hands? Just to end a good podcast. <laughs> I mean, I really like that last problem. I think the. It was delicious, you know, like that. You know that that moment. It's like the awkward moment in a documentary or something. Like that stuff. Like that sustains me. 
the moment and just picturing picturing the pure text and it is that pure that sound you know it's just like his little heart just like imagine being him and like you're just like another good day working at my giant tech company making lots of money oh she's left her phone she's gone in the shower and what does that say he's a gross fat idiot and I hate him (laughs) oh no I'm just I'm just with him for his I'm just fucking him for his money I know right only once a week though because I can't do it anymore because he's disgusting I know but she paid for the plane tickets uh, but the fact but then that's the best part though see the fact that he was trying to because he's trying to turn this around he's trying to deny reality he's trying to be like surely she wouldn't if she paid for the plane tickets like I said sometimes you have to sweeten that pot and that's exactly what she was doing let's face it she pays for the plane tickets she could get like another six months to a year Mm. of him paying for his part apartment I mean where they're probably in America so like plane tickets to Europe are going to not be as expensive as fucking hell compared to rent holy shit well exactly good point actually yeah well, but this guy's so rich he doesn't understand econom- the economy. Uh, so it's just like, like when oh, Oprah right. asked Bill Gates or something how much like milk costs. He was like, I don't know, a thousand dollars. Right, that was a good Bill Gates impression. Thank you. We should end on that. Bye guys. <laughs> bye, love, love you. you bye. bye. Oh,